Stop, stop, no, no, Welcome to the Nick Spade Podcast. A year! Yeah, happy 420. Oh, yeah! Here to catch you up on everything spatial about the Knicks in a blunt's worth of time. Three Knicks addicts. Dougie Fresh, how you feeling? Shout out to all of our great Knicks Blazers. Bill Walker, Al Harrington, Baron Davis smoking the loudness. Ron also, Baker. Ron Baker, the Baker. Yeah. Also, tonight I learned from Clyde that Mike takes the Long Island Railroad to the game every time he calls a game. What a lunch pail, hard hat dude, Mike Breen is. I Class, love this guy. Classic New Yorker, though. Classic. He must have a tall boy on the way home every night. Respect. Yeah. Much respect. D boy, what's good? You're, I'm going to give a weird shout out to the OG, OG, OG version of Phil Jackson, who was the NBA representative for the legalization of marijuana in the 70s. Gang, gang. Can't leave Phil out of a discussion like that. Throw some mushrooms in your bag. Yeah. West Coast trip. Final score, New York City 109, Queen City 97. Woo! Yeah, Walt suit, fantastically futuristic floral. Flowers delivered for RJ, a 420 game and a victory. We're going to get into quick hits. Quick hits. Seven in a row. Let's give out these awards. The Kaiden Randall, who's your daddy most valuable player, goes to FIBA under 19 world championship gold medalist and MVP RJ Barrett. He scored 18 points in the third quarter and led the Knicks in scoring in three balls with 24 and six respectively. The Perseus Silver Sword goes to the man with the Medusa cut, Reginald Rydell Bullock. He turned the Hornets into stone with his five threes and stellar defense. You'll read a book. The NBA Jam Turbo Button Slam goes to Miles Bridges' majestic putback in the fourth to the awe of the garden crowd. The Like Lazarus He Is Risen Award goes to Emmanuel Quickly. He went off and in, scoring 16 points in five minutes in the second quarter. Rookie of the year. And the sad stat of the game, Obi Toppin hasn't seen double-digit minutes since April 9th. He played five minutes tonight. Not Rookie of the Year. This day in sad Knicks history, April 20th, a.k.a. 420, 2012, Cleveland, 98, New York, 90. Kyrie Irving came with the absolute sauce that would lead to his Rookie of the Year award and future success. Carmelo had been on a hot streak, but since this is sad day, he had 12 points on 13 attempts. Manny freaking Harris, who had a four-year career, dropped the most random 19 points on the Knicks. Sad. Rose quick pass quickly for three. Three three-pointers off the bench for Emmanuel quickly. 
Bullock. Excellent defense. Tom Thibodeau earlier tonight calling him the unsung hero of the team. Barrett for three. Puts it in. R.J. Barrett lighting it up. The Knicks won a competitive game tonight against a beat-up Hornets squad to push their streak to seven in a row. Regardless of the outcome of the game today, there is a high likelihood that the Knicks could find themselves in the play-in tournament. Don't forget that there is a rough six-game road trip against the best of the West around the corner. Moreover, any of these teams in the Eastern Conference playoff race, the Hornets, Pacers, Bulls, Wizards, or Raptors, will push the Knicks in a win-or-go-home playoff setting. They are all scrappy, hungry teams who, if fully healthy, could be a problem. So, how do you think we stack up against our potential play-in opponents? R.J. Barrett is the only thing I care about when it comes to this Knicks season. Win or lose. But I'm done doubting the full Knickerbocker squad. Whether I'm speaking this into existence or reverse jinxing our chances, I'm here for both results. Fear no evil, for Tibbs is with you. Tonight, we saw the Knicks persevere past a torrid shooting start from the Hornets on the back of their defense, as it is every single night. A little D-Rose scoring, some clutch buckets from RJ, and that's all we needed because we're clamping down in the second half of games now. That's the difference. I am not worried about any of these teams blowing us off the court with their offense because we have the defense to weather the storm. So let's break it down. We can start tonight with our opponent, the Hornets. Fully healthy, they are a different team that gave us real headaches the first time we played them. And I gotta say, they are deep and scrappy and have a very similar identity to us. LaMelo Ball, if he is able to return for the play-in, will cause us some serious problems. Oh, he's back. But ultimately, I think our defense can overcome. Do you worry about the Bulls with Vooch? If they can put it together, yes. I kind of categorize Chicago and Indiana as like two teams that like they're running out of time to figure out like how their lineups look. Because yeah, you're trying to incorporate Levert with Indiana. You're trying to incorporate Vooch with Chicago. And if they don't have enough time to put it together, the Knicks have had the consistency, the wherewithal all year to beat a team like that. Both of those squads too have injuries really as a major question mark. I mean, TJ Warren's out for the year. Zach Levine's missing time and we don't know when he's coming back. But two teams that are finally looking like they will be healthy and in stride, the Wizards and the Raptors. I will not be shocked if either of them get the 10 seed, win that play-in game against the 9, and are waiting to play the Knicks if we lose against the Hornets or the Heat if they keep falling off. The Raptors also worry me a little bit because we know how tough Lowry is consistently against the Knicks, especially when it comes to getting on the glass, some of those long rebounds, some of that physical play that he's able to do against us. And I also worry about a healthy Van Vliet being able to shoot the lights out. Siakam, though, doesn't seem to be a problem for anybody on the Knicks. They're deep, too. Do you think there's any chance that Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal come back from the dead? They definitely scare me quite a bit, especially in a one-game situation. Over a series, you're going to feel the full spectrum of Russell Westbrook, but one game, he can have like a 30-point triple-double. Bradley Beal averages 30 points a game, so 
those two explosive players having both a good game at the same time scare the hell out of me. No matter what or who we play in this, we know now that we're going to have to have our team step up. Our bench is so important to us winning these kinds of games. And I think right now we need to put some goddamn respect on Emmanuel Quickly's fucking name. 16 points, five fucking minutes. I think this situation where Alfred Payton has to play out the first nine minutes of every second half, especially on a night where Quickly has it going in the first in the first half, it's unacceptable. It's unconscionable. I do, however, understand Tibbs' decision down the stretch, and especially come playoff time, D. Rose is going to be finishing games. Whether Quickly's at the two or not on the court, I respect Tibbs' choice to go with D. Rose, and it paid dividends tonight. Fun little thing. Would you take... Alfred Payton or Reggie Bullock at the one and the three over any of the options for the other teams. Would you rather have Russell Westbrook or Alfred Payton? That's honestly a tough choice. <laughs> Yo, shut up. Just get the fuck out of that here. That is because Westbrook might shoot you out of the gym. That's what I'm saying. Alfred will never shoot you out of the gym. Dude, I'd rather have Sadoransky. No I'd rather have the backup on every single team. Give me TJ McConnell. Give me Raul Neto, bro. <laughs> Give me Yuta fucking Watanubi at the one. Roll that. Light that. Smoke that. It's time for Blunt Talk. Blunt Talk. 420. Light them motherfuckers up. Players too. The NBA doesn't test for weed anymore and good fucking riddance. They don't test for champagne or tequila either because they are adult chill substances that should be regulated but prevalent. Has the gameplay gotten better since the players were allowed their pregame blunt? I say fuck yes. They've been raining piff from three all century. Hell, it helps with healing and restful sleep or at least that's what my doc, Doc J says. Every single state that has an NBA team has at least passed legalization of medical marijuana. 12 teams reside in recreational legal states. 13 with Toronto, where they have legalized it nationwide. Can't wait for players to have their sneaker and their reefer sponsorship. Balanta. We hope you all enjoyed your Knicks bait. And always remember, the Knicks picked Kevin Knox in the 2018 NBA draft over Shy Gilgis Alexander... Mikal Bridges, Michael Porter Jr., and Miles Bridges. Bridges.